0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good to see you all this morning. Praise the Lord. We are in a series called Psalms, a playlist for life. And so the book of Psalms is made up of 150 individual poems. Most of them were put to music, and this became the hymnal, so to speak, or the worship binder for the people of Israel. And every emotion is expressed within the psalms and deep, often very deeply expressed. And so no matter what situation there is in life, you can find a psalm, you can find a song in the playlist that applies. And so that is is what we're um, tackling these next couple of weeks. So the book of Psalms is unique in that it has many authors. Most of the books of the Bible have one author, um, one human author anyway, um, and, but the Psalms, many authors, and they were written over a span of a thousand years from the time of Moses all the way until the um, return from the Babylonian exile, and at the time of Ezra and Nehemiah after they returned from Babylon is when they were compiled and put into what we know as the book of Psalms. And so when we, um, when we study Psalms, as we are today, last week and in the weeks to come, um, we're, we're going to be doing a couple things. We are going to be learning about God. We are going to be learning about um, how to follow him. We're going to learn about what he cares about. We're going to learn about what we believe as Christ followers, and, and specifically in Psalms, we're going to... Learn how to worship Him in every circumstance. Amen? You guys ready? All right. Last week, Kathy started us off. If you didn't catch that message, you can go back and listen. But she introed the series and talked about the genre of wisdom psalms. And in fact, she put together um, a little packet for you just for further study in the book of Psalms. If you haven't picked one up, you can grab that and use that for your further study at home. Today, the genre that we're going to look at is um, Thanksgiving and Remembrance. So you may remember she showed us this chart. There's lots of ways to kind of categorize the Psalms and the different genres. And you can see down in the bottom in the green um, are the Thanksgiving Psalms, which is what we're focusing on today. But interestingly enough, don't get too attached to these Um, categories because there's so much overlap. In fact, these are all the psalms that have themes of thankfulness in them. So you can see all of the the interaction. And um, so what is a thankfulness or remembrance psalm? They are joyful expressions of thanks as a result of recalling something about who God is or what he has done, and it's often for some type of deliverance or provision. Okay, so joyfully expressing as you remember what God has done or who he is. That is this type of psalm. And so, all right, my um, siblings and I have been Helping my parents and our families, not just my siblings and I, our our families have have helped a lot too. We're helping our parents with some decluttering in their house. We've been going through boxes and every once in a while, we come across a box of treasures where it's full of pictures that we haven't seen in decades. Um, And we're all of a sudden, we remember, I remember when you wore that outfit. I remember when you had that haircut. Or we'll come across some old art projects and suddenly we remember making it, although we had forgotten that that ever existed, right? Or we'll find, we came across this stack of uh, stories that I wrote every day in first grade and all my funny phonetic spelling that we were figuring out. And And I had forgotten about those, but as soon as I saw that paper, Suddenly, I can remember my first-grade classroom. I can remember the table where I sat. I can remember what my teacher looked like. I remember my friends. I remember how I felt in first grade, the emotions that I had about going to school and about having to write these stories every day that was really challenging for me. And it just all came rushing back. And so when we are reminded, a faded memory suddenly becomes clear. And we can't give thanks for something that we've forgotten. Right? So remembering precedes thanksgiving. Remembering is a huge, huge theme in the Bible. It's all throughout the Bible. And um, so it must be super important to God, right? So here are some things that God wants us to remember. Just a little smattering of things to remember. Psalm 46, 9, God says, remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. So what does he want us to remember? Who he is, that he is the only God. Deuteronomy six twelve, then take care lest you forget the Lord, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He wants you to remember what he's done. He wants you to remember how he brought the Israelites out of slavery and how he's brought you out of slavery. Because we are all slaves to sin if we're not in Christ and we haven't been forgiven. We are slaves to sin. And when he redeems us, he brings us out of that. We can remember what he's done for us. Psalm 103.2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Forget not his benefits. Remember all the benefits that there are in being in the kingdom, being in Christ. Psalm 145, um, Psalm 119.55, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. What does he want us to Remember. He wants us to remember him even in the night, all times of the day. How many of you at night you can't sleep or that's when you tend to maybe worry about things? I remember you in the night. He wants us to remember him and remember to keep his law. Keep his law. It's so important. Psalm 145.5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. He wants us to remember the work of his hands, remember what he's made, remember creation that he created and made it. These are all amazing things we must remember. Psalm 77, 11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. And so that's almost just like a response yeah. to all of these things. Like, yeah, we will remember so let's all say that together out loud. Ready? Psalm 77:11. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. Amen. All right, so I'm going to give you an overview of um, s- several psalms from this category of thanksgiving. And the goal here is I'm just going to... Um, you know, wet your whistle a little bit so that you dig in and read the rest of these this week, okay? So here's an individual. So there's um individual Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms, and then there's community Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms. And so first, um, some individual ones. So S- Psalm 32 is a great one. And this is when David is thanking the Lord for forgiving him of his sin, of his adultery with Bathsheba and in killing her husband. And it's just this beautiful psalm of just gratefulness for being forgiven. It sounds like this. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. Now, David writes um, a psalm of lament where he's repenting for those sins, and that's found in uh, in Psalm 51. But this one's all about thankfulness for being forgiven. Psalm 30, um, David is thankful for being delivered from sickness. It sounds like this, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Psalm 40, David gives thanks, remembering when God had helped him before. And then this is a prayer asking for help in future times of trouble as well. It sounds like this. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him man isn't that beautiful so you can start to see as i begin to share these with you the variety of emotion the the variety of things that cause these psalms of thanksgiving and i hope you're inspired to write your own and you can even use these as a template to write your own okay where are we psalm 118 i believe Okay, the psalmist instructs in thankfulness um, for deliverance from enemies. It sounds like this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. Man, so good. Okay, here's some examples of some community Thanksgiving and remembrance psalms. Psalm 124 Israel expresses gratitude to the Lord for delivering them from enemies, voicing what would have happened had he not been on their side. It sounds like this. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Man, isn't that good to think about? Oh, Lord, if you had not come through, if you had not saved me, all the things that could have happened, if he had not redeemed you, if he had not called your name, had you not responded, where would your life be now? Oh, and we can offer a song of thanksgiving to the Lord Psalm 75 is a song of thanksgiving for God's future justice that the wicked won't go unpunished forever. It sounds like this. We praise you, God, we praise you, for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I choose the appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. When the earth and all its people quake, it is I who hold its pillars firm. To the arrogant, I say, boast no more. <clears throat> so can't we join in that psalm of like, thank you, God, that you are the perfect judge and that you will judge all, thing, all things in your time. And then here's another one, Psalm 136 is a, a song of thankful praise for the goodness of God as is seen in his wonderful creation and in the way he um, rescued Israel. It's the psalm that has the, um, his love endures forever after each line. It sounds like this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Yes. Okay, so this next psalm that I want to uh, focus a little more deeply on, and it. it's Psalm 116. Kathy talked a little bit about a chiasm last week, and it's a type of, of poetry. But you can see that there's symmetry in this structure. So um, verse 1, the theme is that Yahweh hears my voice, now, it's, its match is A, down at the bottom is verses 18 and 19. I pay my vows to Yahweh, and so there's these connections. Okay, so to help us get a visual, let's make a human chiasm. All right. So, I need some volunteers, or actually, I'm just going to pick on you. <laughs> um, why don't you two come on up here? And let's see, um, Connie, your row. And Kathy, anyone in your row that wants to come? You come on up, Jim. And yeah, um, James, Carrie Hayes, you want to come? Okay, I need some people from the back. Um, 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 Um. Lacey, come on up. Delana or Jay, if either of you want to come. Teresa. <laughs> okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 10, 11, 12, 13. I need four. I need um, 14. Do I have 14? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So, I need one more. Jemmy. Okay, good job. All right. I have four. Oh, without Jemmy, I have 14? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I need Jemmy. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so, so Jemmy, you are gonna, don't read it yet. I'm just gonna give you the card. And I want you guys, you're gonna end up making this V. And the point of a chiasm is the arrow points to something. It's like the climactic main point. So the G lines are the ones that we're going to super focus on. Okay, so, Jemmy, you hold that and get ready. And you kind of take a little step back because you're the end of our line. And then then you take one little step up because we're going to start to make this angle. And then, Kathy, a little step up, a further step up. And it's okay if you, you can come off the stage. So James and Jim, you two are our G, so you guys are the point of our arrow. And shift this way so that it's symmetric. So you guys are in the middle, okay? And then so shift, like, yeah. And then, ooh, you, look at you guys, you're already in formation. This side is, is winning, oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Do we look symmetric? Oh, this is good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? This is Psalm 116.
0: I love the Lord for he heard my voice. Oh, sorry. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow.
1: Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion.
0: The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me.
1: Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you.
0: But you, Lord, have delivered me from death. My eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. That I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. Mm -hmm. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I'll lift up my cup of salvation. I'll call on the name of the Lord.
1: I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains.
0: I will sacrifice a thanks offering to you and call on the name of the Lord.
1: I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Amen. In case anybody didn't know, this is my sister. <laughs> There's still people who have been going to church with us for years that don't know that. <laughs> okay, so the main kind of thrust of this psalm is that is thankfulness over being delivered. And what was the enemy coming against him with? It was false accusations. And so it was God, not man, not men who saved and delivered him. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Could you guys kind of see how your pair was connected when they were going through? Yeah? Okay, awesome. Give them all a hand. You guys can sit down. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You guys are never going to forget about a a chiasm now. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, thank you, Cameron. Okay, now I'm gonna answer three questions. How do Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms connect to the storyline of the Bible, Jesus, and the church? Okay, so first, how do they connect to the storyline of the Bible? Okay, so if you don't know what I'm about to say, I am going to ask that you work on memorizing this um, this fall. It's actually what we're doing in children's ministry. We're memorizing all the books of the Bible and what all the sections of Scripture um, talk about, the purpose for them. And so it's really, really important that you know this so that when you're hearing a sermon, Or for the kids, when they hear a random Bible story, Daniel and in, they know where to tuck it in with the storyline of scripture, okay? So there's 66 books that make up the Bible, and um, you can memorize them lots of different ways, just like with a rhythm, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you can just kind of go straight through. That's how I first memorized it. You can um, learn it to a song. Um, That's really helpful. That's what the kids are going to do. But there's two sections of the Bible. The Old Testament is made up of 39 books. That spans from, um, well, it's about God, the story of God and man from creation all the way through just before Jesus. And within that, the first five books, you have the books of the law. And that's where there's early history and the law is given. Then there's the history books um, that tells the story of Israel and it's many judges and Kings. Then you have the wisdom and poetry books. And that's where Psalms fits in that um, it's a wisdom book. And then, and, and then you have all the prophets. And so these were people who heard a word from the Lord and delivered that word to people And that's the Old Testament. Then the New Testament has 27 books, and it starts with four accounts of Jesus' life. Then there's the book of Acts, which is the story of the early church. And then there's all the letters written by leaders from the early church, like Paul, um, John, and Peter, and others. And then it ends with Revelation, which is a prophetic book about Christ's return the end of Satan and believers entering into eternity of glory with God. Okay. So can you guys uh, tell me that you're going to work on memorizing this if you don't already know? Okay. All right. This is important that we all know this and it's okay if you don't know it yet. We're all in different stages of learning. Some of us are brand new to the Bible and um, that is wonderful. There is absolutely no shame in, in whatever stage we're in, in our learning. And so um, <clears throat> it's just really uh, good to know that. Okay, so how the next question is, how do Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms connect to Jesus? Well, Jesus was um, thankful. And so there are... A handful of times where it's recorded where he gives thanks and oftentimes he was giving thanks for food and that's why uh, we pray before our meals (laughs) Um, because Jesus was would pray thank the Lord for the food and then he would distribute it or he would multiply it and there would be the miracle of multiplying food Jesus um, gave thanks to God for listening to him. In John eleven forty one 41, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said, I uh, thank you, Lord, that you hear me. And in Luke uh, 10, 21, Jesus thanks the Lord for hiding spiritual truth from the people who thought themselves to be clever and wise And he thanks the Lord for revealing truth to those who were childlike. And see, it's so it's so important that we have childlike hearts because when we think ourselves wise and clever, we haven't matured in the area of humility. And so certain truths can't be revealed to us because we won't use them appropriately and we won't understand them. Um, And so Jesus gives thanks for all those things. Jesus also sang the Psalms. And I've been waiting for this moment to tell you this cool thing. Jesus actually sang the Psalm that we just read for our our chiasm. He sang that, um, his last meal with his disciples um, at the Passover, Because Psalms chapters 113 through 118 is known as the Egyptian halal. And so at Passover and the other religious festivals, they would sing those chapters um, remembering how God delivered them out of Egypt. And so Jesus sang that very psalm that that we just read. Isn't that cool? And so there's a couple places where it says, um, and Jesus sang a hymn, um, which I'm not looking at my notes, so like I don't know where that is. But oh, Matthew 26:30 and Mark 14:26. Okay, um, and then. On the topic of remembrance, something very, very important happens at that Passover meal, right? He asks, uh, Jesus asks his disciples and his followers to remember his broken body. He says, um, when Jesus had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, saying, remember this, don't let this lose clarity in your mind, Keep this crisp, keep it fresh, the the broke my broken body for you, in the same way he took the cup after supper, saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me." So Jesus um, charges us to remember uh, two very important things right at the end of his earthly ministry just later um, after that is when he was betrayed and arrested and crucified and um, buried and resurrected. This very important that um, we remember these things. All right, now, how do Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms connect to the church? Okay, well, first of all, we're, we're reading the Psalms. So we're, um, we're reading them, we're learning from them, we're using them in our lives, so that's an obvious way that as the church in our life in Christ that we're um, use, using Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms. Also um, John fourteen twenty six says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So in the church, you can plan on The Holy Spirit reminding you of things. Some people kind of get, oh, I've heard that before. And that's not a good attitude to have. Because the role of the Holy Spirit, yes, is to teach you all things. So he will be teaching you new things. In fact, if you learn anything today, it won't be because of me. It's going to be because of the Holy Spirit teaching you through the scripture that I've shared with you and through what I've said. So yes, he's going to teach you new things, but his role is to remind you. So if you're reminded of something, latch onto that and go, oh, Holy Spirit, you're reminding me of something. Also, um, another example of reminding is John um, in 2 John chapter 1, 5 and 6. He writes a reminder um, to this dear lady. He says, Hey, remember this really important thing. He says, And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have heard from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. And so one of the roles as a church leader, as John was to her, is to remind you of the key important things. Stay the course on this, just like John was with this woman. So you can expect that in the church as well. Okay. Also, Colossians three sixteen and 17 says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through Psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit, sing to God with gratitude in your heart. So what can you expect from the Psalms? They're going to teach And admonish us through them. All with that thankfulness, all with that gratitude in our heart. And the verse continues, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So in everything, we're going to give thanks. Ephesians 5.20 echoes that instruction. It says, give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks always and for everything. Man, that's tough. So Kathy Spalding has this rule. If you go on a mission trip with her, um, she has a couple of rules. But one of them is no complaining. And it's a really important rule because when you're on a mission trip, everything's different how you're being transported, where you sleep, where you go, everything is different. And it's so, 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 so easy to complain. And so we just have to have this rule that we aren't all going down these rabbit trails of complaining. But what happens, I've been on a couple trips with her, is by the end, people are, are changed by that. Going a whole week, not complaining Suddenly, they realized how much that had been a part of their normal. And so I, I, I just think that is, that's been challenging to me and others on the team. So no complaining. Give thanks always. And so we're called to live in this, this state of thankfulness. And when we do that, think about when you continue steadfastly in being thankful always, what do you think happens What happens in you when you develop this pattern? All of a sudden, you become faithful to be thankful. And there's just this deep contentment that resides in you. And so that's the goal. That's what we're going after as we seek to obey this scripture. And, you know, um, the Bible talks about being thankful in remembering God in both good times and bad times now some people have a tendency and maybe you'll lean one way more or one way or the other but some people struggle more to remember God and be faithful to him when times are good and then there's other people that tend to be on the other side where they they tend to kind of forget about God and and uh, ignore him a little bit when times are bad and so there's an encouragement in both ways to stay that course of remembering being thankful. Here's a, um, a warning from God to the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 8. He's saying, hey, times are about to be really good. You're going to go into the promised land, and you're going to experience amazing prosperity in every way. And so well, this is why he says to them, don't forget about me. Don't forget about following my commands when, the, when things are going good. Otherwise, Your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You may say to yourself, well, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. So remember the Lord when times are good, when you're experiencing prosperity. Remember the Lord when times are bad. Here's a time that was bad for the Israelites. This amazing leader, Moses, had just had led them, the rescue out of Egypt, and here they are in the desert, and then their leader disappears. He's up on the mountain far too long, and here they are in the desert with no leader. Times are, they suddenly find themselves in a bad time. What do they do? They forget the Lord, and so they make their own gods. Let's make some golden calves that we can worship. We'll make our own God. And so the caution there is, when times are bad, don't forget the faithfulness of the Lord. Don't forget where he's brought you. Don't forget that even if things look tough right now, he is true and he is there. And so when times are good and when times are bad, let's remember him and be thankful 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18 continue this theme. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all pleasant circumstances. <laughs> what? what? What's so funny? Oh, did I add a word in there? Oh, okay. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In all circumstances. Have you guys ever tried to do this when you're in like your worst situation ever? And and just, okay, what can I be thankful for right now? I was having a conversation with my sister earlier this week, and she reminded me of... Um, Corey and Betsy Tenboom, and their radical thankfulness. So if you don't know, their sisters who were in a Nazi concentration camp because they hid Jews in their home, and the concentration camp they were in was horrific, just hell-like conditions. It was just terrible. And Betsy says to her sister, let's be thankful in all things. And so... um. So they decide okay we can be thankful that we were able to smuggle our bible in here. That was a miracle. We be thankful for that. We can be thankful that we're together. Most families got split up. So, you know, we can be thankful for that. And then Betsy has the audacity to thank God for the fleas. They had just been moved to these new barracks and their beds were covered with fleas and they were just constantly bit and just tormented. And Corey draws the line there, I cannot thank God for the fleas. Well, later, she has a change of heart and she does thank God for the fleas because they find out that it was because of the fleas that the Nazi officers would not go into their barracks and give further abuse to them and allow them to hold their Bible studies in quite a bit of freedom um, because they would not go in there because of the fleas. And so God was meeting their deepest, truest need even though there is a pr- presence of fleas, so can we even thank the Lord for fleas in our situation in life? That challenges me <laughs> <laughs> i I was i yeah I was like i gotta preach this sermon to myself a couple of times before I preach it to you guys. <clears throat> all right, so. Um, some practical tools for remembering. The natural state or trajectory of our brain is to forget, and so um, science tells us this. But it just tells us what we already know from the Bible. So rehearsing it—that's why God says to go over things and remember. And so, um, and so that's what we're gonna do. Is is is. Um, obey that call to remember the important things that God wants us to not forget. Also, writing it down so that you can refer to it later. In the Bible, it says, write it on the doorposts and on your gates. And so, in our day, maybe that's write it down um, on something that you can hang up in your house, write it down in a journal, write, write um, truth and things that you want to remember to be thankful for on post it notes stick them around your mirror, however you're going to do it, but writing it down to help you remember. You can often um, set like a reminder, set an alarm to help you remember something. And in fact, um, God, did you know that God set himself an alarm to help him remember something? This cracks me up. In Numbers 10, 9, God says, when you go into battle in your own land against an enemy who is oppressing you, sound a blast on your trumpets, then you will be remembered by the Lord. Remembered means recalled or brought to mind. So (laughs) sound this blast on the trumpets, then you'll be remembered by the Lord your God and rescued from your enemies. So I don't really think God needs an alarm, but that just is what it sounds like, and it made me laugh. All right, and then the last thing to point out is a visual reminder. Visual reminders are really helpful. And in fact, um, the the Lord instructed the Israelites to make tassels on the corner of their garments. And so they would have these tassels to look at and remember all the commands of the Lord. Does anybody have any tassels on their garments that help them remember the Lord? I have tassels on my throw pillows. Does that that might count. That can help me remember to obey him. It says, um, you'll have tassels to look at. So you'll remember all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by chasing after the lusts of your own hearts and eyes. Then you will remember to obey all my commands and you will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord, your God who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord, your God. So It's important to, if you need a visual reminder, do something like that to help you remember these important things that he wants us to remember so we can be thankful for them. We can't be thankful for something that we've forgotten about. Amen. So um, in in response, a couple of things I want to encourage you to do this week is read through the Thanksgiving and Remembrance Psalms. I've got you started on many of them today. Read through those, and then also take a a Thanksgiving Remembrance Psalm that kind of lines up with some of the emotions that you're feeling, and write your own song of thanksgiving to God. Write down all the past things he's done. Um, Don't forget, you know, what he's done for you and for his people. I, um, a couple years ago, I was just doubting, I had a moment where I just didn't really feel very much faith in the area of healing and him to heal me as I was getting ready to pray for something. And I just had this check and said, wait a minute, God has healed me so many times. And so I got out this paper and I filled it after I thought, took me a while to remember. And I was able to go through my body You healed my toe at this point. You took away the pain here. You took away pain at my knees when I prayed for this. You healed this tendon. You healed this shoulder when so-and-so prayed for it. And I was able to go through in like 15 things. And had I not remembered those, I could have fed and believed that little doubt that had crept in in that moment. So that's why I encourage you to write them down and thank the Lord. All right, well, bless you, church. And Cameron, would you come in close for us?
0: Thank you, Pastor Marilee. Excellent, excellent job uh, teaching through Thanksgiving Psalms. I encourage you uh, in this next week and ongoing to go through your life and open the boxes from your past. As the illustration Marilee shared of her and her siblings opening the boxes and discovering things long forgotten and, and use those as prompts to uh, lead you to, to pray and to give thanksgiving. And wow, we can actually sing a song that Jesus sang. And we can sing the whole of the Psalms, Are songs that have been sung by the saints throughout the centuries. And so when you sing a Psalm, even if it's just one verse, you're joining with a chorus of believers throughout the centuries, from many nations and ages. What a glorious thing we can do. And so, in everything, give thanks. And that's a word that always applies. Would you join with me as we just close in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you. We thank you, God. I pray that you center our hearts, our minds, and our lives on gratitude and thanksgiving that we would remember all that you have done so that we can anticipate all you will do. And we give thanks for in everything because that's your will for us. In Jesus' name, amen.